This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Have been kind of in the forefront of dealing with a lot of this racial inequality was were warning us about is don't just do it when it's a hot topic to make it you look better. Exactly. Continue this battle. Mm-hmm. Like continue to to work in your community, have these conversations. And I'll be honest with you, the the people that I saw that are in my periphery circle mm-hmm. that aren't really friends, but I kind of know of them, mm-hmm. that were just in everybody's face screaming this shit, kind of condemning people. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't see any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Or not that they should have done. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I'm your host, David So. We are my co-host here for today. We have Ed Park, Edric Park, aka Ed Two. Also, the the head honcho at Secret Society. <laughs> That's a very lengthy introduction. That's the longest. That's how fucking rappers do it, man. <laughs> no, right? uh, you know what it is, AKA most, this, yeah. AKA that. Always, dude. Yeah. Yo, I've been watching a bunch of these fucking hood videos. Uh-huh. Dog, I've never seen so many people have so many aliases. It's crazy. It's like, it's like, yo, man, like straight up, homie, you feel me? Like, look, look, I dropped out of school when I was like fucking three, bro. Like, I haven't fucking do nothing. You feel me? Like, I haven't done nothing. Hey, let me tell you this right now. You know what it is? It's your boy Dicey, aka shoots, aka crap killer, aka your fucking baby's daddy's mama's baby's daddy, aka the fiend killer, aka spider arms, aka long it's ankles. Like, Damn, dog, what do we call you, man? It's like, bro, you couldn't fucking memorize a school book, but you sure as fuck got this thing down dog that shit's crazy yeah, no. those fucking hood videos the yeah. favorite phrase is mm-hmm. you feel me yeah constantly feel me. no 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 it's you feel me and now i'm saying yeah and you I'm feel saying, me now i'm saying i used to get so much shit about that when i started doing jk news years ago <laughs> i had no idea how many yeah. times i said you know what i'm saying uh-huh. you feel me yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just it's just a part of speech you know when you're growing up well in certain areas in yeah. certain areas yeah yeah, I just couldn't, I just, I didn't know how often I said it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of things. Even when I first started this podcast, like the pacing in which I spoke, how I told stories, everything improved over time. Mm-hmm. And you just never know these things because you're not listening to yourself speak. Mm-hmm. But when you're on a podcast, all yeah. you have is a person in front of you in conversation. Sure. And For that's sure. it. You got to listen back on it, man. I remember when I recorded my first song ever and I listened back to it, I was like, that's how I fucking sound. Like I, I got, I cringed and I died inside, bro. Yeah, I was like, that's how I fucking sound. And everyone was like, dude, you, you got a good voice, man. Like it, it sounds good on the track. But to me, hearing it back, I was like, oh my god. Everybody has those moments. Yeah, dude. yeah. But then, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I recognize certain things that I needed to fix as well. Not the voice thing, but like certain things of like, yeah, enunciation, like clarity and all of that shit. Have you ever watched those videos where they go around and they interview people from different like hoods and gangs? <laughs> yeah. Dude, one of the most funny <laughs> ones that I saw. Yeah. And I'm not 
making fun of this gang. Yeah. I'm only talking about what I saw in the video mm-hmm. in case I go here and then people just start feeling, yo, I heard you was saying this shit about me, cut. Like, I don't want any of that shit. Yeah. I'm just saying about what I saw in the video. I just want to clarify this. Uh-huh. But it was a Hawaiian Crip gang. Uh-huh. And just that alone mm-hmm. made people fucking roast the shit out of this guy in this video. Have you guys seen this shit? If you just look up like Hawaiian Crips, uh-huh. They're in Hawaii. They're Hawaiian Crips oh, in Hawaii. Wow. Okay. I didn't know there were Crips in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could gangbang in paradise. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't see that happening. Right. Once again, yeah. I am not making fun of the situation. <laughs> right. I'm simply stating what other people said. In no, the you're going to get chopped by a machete on site when you get to Hawaii. Well, bro. it's crazy because these dudes, they're so, I mean, albeit they might scrap, they might do some dirt. Yeah. But, because they're Hawaiian, the way yeah. they speak, it's so calming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, you know, we out here, you know, we don't, you don't want to fuck with us, bro. I'm like, damn, this voice, man, his fucking voice is soothing as fuck. He's going to beat my ass to a lullaby. <laughs> but people were just fucking roasting the fuck out of these, like local Hawaiians too. Uh-huh. They're like, what the fuck? This guy is a dishwasher at my dad's restaurant. And there's other people are saying, like, would you do a fucking drive-by coconutting? Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, God damn, these people can't catch a fucking break. Yeah. I had no idea they had like uh, gangs like that in Hawaii. Well, maybe it's just one of those things where like an ex-gang member or a gang member relocated to Hawaii and mm. then started, you know, because that does happen, right? Yeah. Like people do start gangs in other cities, other countries from, they used to be a gang member at a, at a different place. That's what happened to, uh, what's it called? MS, MS-13 yeah, is, yeah. Uh, well, from El Salvador, right? Yeah, that's a transnational gang, you know? And it's crazy because MS-13 started in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. And then those people who were doing gang shit and violent stuff and they were killing and murdering people, they got deported back home mm-hmm. and then they started the gang back home. But it was yeah. a gang that started here. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. when I was, when, so here's the funniest shit. So I used to live out in K-Town, as you guys know, but the very specific spot that I lived lived on was a street called Hoover, mm-hmm. right? I was watching Gangland and MS-13 popped up. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what a, what a, what an interesting doc. And I wanted to watch this gang, right? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a gang I didn't hear about until I moved to LA. <laughs> and you realize you're living in their territory. I am. And so funniest shit ever, right? The guys, it's they're doing the whole voiceover. Yeah. MS-13, blah, blah, blah. Started in Los Angeles. Something, something, something. Hoover Street. I'm like, Hoover Street? <laughs> and then I see, they do that scene where they're driving by and then you look at the street that they're on. Yeah, yeah. It's literally my house that <laughs> yeah. I live in is in there. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> What is this? Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're going into this whole thing of like, if you see these like food stands on the corner, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really fucks with them mm-hmm. because MS is under the MS-13 protection. Mm-hmm. This is what they're saying on the on the show. Yeah. And so you'll see a, a bunch of gang members usually kind of scoping around because they'll take their 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 cut mm-hmm. from their money. It's like, oh, yeah. you're allowed to be here. Don't worry, we got you. Yeah. So it's kind of some gang shit extortion type of yeah. stuff. But at the same time, nobody's gonna fuck with them. Right. So I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, I live in MS-13 territory. Isn't that crazy? Like, I so this is, I had no idea. So I'm talking about late at night, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. There's a 7 Eleven. I would just walk there. Yeah. Like, well, we used to. We used to, yeah. We We used to just walk there. And then after I saw that gangland documentary, (laughs) like, nope. (laughs) There was a street dog spot. Uh I used to get street dogs there all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I would go up and I'm like, oh my God, I know those those tattoos on that guy's face now. Yeah. He's an MS-13 gang yeah. member. And it was the same guy that would just be around there because I think he's looking at the hot dog stand, make sure nobody fucks with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because there was this there was this club across from the street that I used to call Medusa. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, that 
<laughs> that club is so ratchet, bro. <laughs> that club is hella ratchet. Yeah. Hella MS-13. Yeah. And then I started noticing all the gang tags. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. holy shit. I have just been walking out in <laughs> flip-flops and socks eating these hot dogs around these gang members. I had no idea. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Like, if, if you don't look like trouble, I mean, chances are they're not going to… Usually, they're not petty thugs like that. I mean, yeah, you can run into those type of people too who maybe don't like Asians too much, you know, and you just caught at the wrong time. But generally, in those spots, like, you're not really going to experience trouble. I think it's a part of being kind of street smart too. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go around and act a fool or do something, like, unusual in an area where you feel like, yeah, you got to just kind of keep it cool. You know what I mean? I just, I'm pretty sure they're not going to fuck with me, dude. I gave that woman half my bank account. <laughs> if anything else, I sent that woman's kids to college. Yeah. I ate so much hot dogs. They're like, how many hot dogs do you want? Yeah. Cuatro. Cuatro. <laughs> no, 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 cinco. <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> señor. You mean señor. No, 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 no. Señor. Señor. Mas. Mas. <laughs> I need a, a lot. A lot. Me. Muy gordo. Yes, <laughs> muy gordo. A lot of hot dogs. Poor favor. Yeah. <laughs> poor like, favor. Poor favor. Me yeah. gusta comida, yeah. señor. Yeah. Muy feo, muy gordo. Lot comida. Muy bueno. <laughs> Gracias. It's <laughs> just like, I speak English. I <laughs> know, right? Oh, shit. Why did you say so? It's like, oh, my bad. I'm just struggling my ass off. I know. Eh, muy es. Uh, uh, pardon? Yeah. <laughs> Una hot dog, por favor. Es muy gordo. Uh, es uh, más uh, bacon. Más bacon. Muy fantástico. Eh, con leche. Uh, verdad. Verdad. Uh, palabra es. You just say it random words. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, dude. Uh, gracias. And then I fucking walk off. Uh, see. Did you uh, hear about the, uh, the the people involved in the Elijah McCain? You know who Elijah McCain is? No, who's that? So during the whole, uh, obviously, you know, BLM uh-huh. and all the riots and stuff like uh-huh. that. And, you know, the uncovering of a lot of yeah. the uh, police brutality that was happening on the black American community. Mm-hmm. There was a young kid named Elijah McCain mm-hmm. who was walking home either from a liquor store, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. The one who was wearing the hoodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know. The the super ki- sweet kid su- with that smile. Yeah. yeah I, did, I guess uh, they're getting charged. I didn't know his last name. Elijah's. Yeah, I just knew him as that. But yeah. I guess the, the medics and also the police involved are getting charged for like murder or yeah. like negligence or something like right. that. But it's it's it finally happened. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, man. Because I remember when that happened. You know, out of all the stories that I heard, obviously George Floyd and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very like tumultuous time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elijah McCain's story is the one that kind of got me the for most. sure, man. Because you saw that video of like how he interacts with his peers and his like coworkers. How sweet the kid looks. Yeah, maybe maybe he has some sort of I don't know if he was like. Uh, suffering from some sort of disease, I think it was. That- I think it was like uh, I, I don't want to say I don't want to misspeak. Yeah, but he had some like either he was like slightly aut- on the spectrum. Uh-huh. He was on the spectrum for sure. Yeah, and just like the way that he was communicating. But even him wearing the whole uh, face mask was because his skin was really sensitive, right? Well, it was as cold as shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was cold. as cold as hell, yeah. which was pretty common for people to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. And it was cold as hell. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, even seeing not only like 
during his living days, but like his last moments too. With the, I think it was what three individuals, yeah. three cops, and right? Just begging, yeah, yeah. Saying he's hearing a the good audio, person. right? And um, it's super sad, super fucking sad, because he just looked like the type of kid who would brighten up a room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's just certain people, man. When when you know you feel that energy and and you, and they flash that smile, it brightens up your day. He, I didn't know the kid personally, but he seemed like one of those. Types. I guess like when he was taken down, they injected him with something to calm him down, like right, a sedative, right? right? But like the amount was ridiculous. Right, because he was throwing up and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. And like the way they had him down. And then I think like the damning thing about it was after that whole thing, either it was those cops or other cops that mm-hmm. came throughout the site that he passed away and they were taking mm-hmm. selfies. Right, at right, the spot that right, he died, right. Which blew my fucking mind dude it's like yo this kid just fucking died are yeah. you insane yeah what are you what are you memorializing there even if it wasn't yeah let's say if it was somebody who was drugged out the fact that you would sit there and mock it and celebrate somebody's right. death blew my fucking mind right never i've like you know we hear stories about p- police brutality or whatever right and mm-hmm. let's just say i'm gonna play devil's advocate yeah and we don't know what's happening on their jobs we don't know the type of erratic human beings that they see even if that a human life is lost and you go to somebody's basically it's like they're grave site mm-hmm. and you take a photo and you smile in jest of it like what the mm-hmm. fuck are you going to do about it mm-hmm. insane to me yeah blew my fucking mind yeah. it just kind of shows you just the complete disregard for life that some of these people have yeah you know and and like yeah when it's a race thing it's even worse but sometimes it's just disregard for life in general and these are these are people who are supposed to protect life uphold the law yeah you know and and here you are like you said, mocking the death of a of a fucking kid, man. It's weird when I saw that shit. Like I remember, it, it, it just reminded me a little bit of myself, and also reminded me of just about those weird kids, mm-hmm, you know, who mm-hmm. I think like socially they were really odd, but they were very, very fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And like, if you could imagine, like this guy who probably already like socially might be a social pariah. Like a lot of people don't understand yeah. him. Yeah, and he's going home. People yeah. are coming up telling him to stop. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and then he fucking dies for being weird. I know, man. I know. And you know, during yeah, it's uh good that you bring up this the the whole thing again because like, you know, we had talked about it extensively on the podcast during the whole time, yeah. right? And for me, it got to the point, man, where I I just had to disconnect from it because like it was just so much shit in succession, one after another, you know? And it was just so disheartening and like so mentally tax emotionally and mentally taxing. Uh, and, and you know, too, I was going through my own personal shit at the time. So I was like, man, I'm trying to, like, bring more awareness about it, talk about it, you know, uh, really, like, stay up to date about it. But when it got to the point where I was like, all right, this is too much. I just need to disconnect from everything, you know? The, the mental break that I needed was from, I think, like, during this time because… I was doing all these videos for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understood. I didn't write any of that shit. <laughs> right. That was literally off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where everybody was DMing me. Mm. Do, can you do a video on this? Can mm. you do? Can you curse this person out? Can you yeah. do this? But people don't understand too. Like social media, because of the way it's designed and how people feed off of it and how that how people expect certain content to hit, mm-hmm. it, it, it nobody thinks about the content creator and how much it eats away at us. Right. Like, this is not stuff I did for clout. Like mm-hmm. I didn't care about the like people. Are, oh, like you, you know, you gained like fifty k. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, who cares, man? Like, we're, we're talking about shit that's 
actually needs to be talked about that needs to be brought to you know yeah, people's attention people in the periphery of my circle yeah you know these people aren't close to my circle right but they're like bro you're killing it on social media it's like is, is that what you think i give a fuck about you piece of shit but that's I'm, you're talking about i'm killing it in social media people are getting killed bro <laughs> literally man what the fuck you talking about man i think that was like the hard part like where i uh i started thinking it really got me to a point where i, I started thinking about how much this this engine of this podcast is sponsored by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or getting in the way of your goals my friends this could possibly be you i've been using better help for quite a while now and you know i love having them as a sponsor because it's something that i use consistently yes you can get your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 48 hours it is professional therapy done securely online so for those of you out there that feel weird going into a place guess what try better help do it in the comfort of your home and if you don't like the therapist that you're matched up with the first time you can go ahead and switch out and find somebody else that matches with you and by the way people it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available visit betterhelp.com slash genius that's better h-e-l-p and join over the two million people who have taken charge of their mental health so special offer for genius brain listeners get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius that's 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius how much the engine of like social media runs through people wanting to be recognized so yeah. hard yeah every app now is developed and feeding off of people's want to be desired right i need to be a hot commodity if like i always say this all the time you know, there's so many people on Instagram. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to do trends, right? You know, you don't have to try to do comedy. You don't have to do these things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people, there's like this endorphin rush that you get from when somebody looks at you, they value you by this point system. Right. It goes, guess what? The value of yourself is now this number. Mm -hmm. Because you have 300 likes, this is who you are. Oh, mm -hmm. I guess you're somebody important. Maybe I should hang out with this person. Yeah. Now, we're, now we get to see actual metrics in which the way people value somebody's life. Right. Which is what? Black Mirror shit. Right. Exactly. Black exactly. Mirror was so scary yeah. because of how realistic it was. And people don't even see the parallels to yeah, how we're living man. right now. Yeah, man. And, 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 and what's scarier is like that's the trajectory too, right? Yeah. Because sometimes Black Mirror would kind of like elaborate on certain things that are happening right now to like what it could evolve into. And so it's it's really, really sad sometimes when you see the current kind of landscape of society and culture, uh, especially because of technology. I wonder what happened though. It's like um, here, here's like a really great understanding. I mean, once again too, like I'm, I'm not saying that people should be beating the same drum constantly. But, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of or critiques of this movement, right, mm -hmm. with the BLM thing mm -hmm. was once it stops becoming popular, I wonder if people are still going to be cognizant of this inequality that we see in this country yeah. and doing stuff in order to make it better. Yeah. Right? Because when it was hot, it was hot. Yeah. People were approaching people, in, in my personal opinion, not in the most, like, conductive way mm -hmm. yelling at them berating mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. or you know even if not that let's say if it's in a positive way having conversations about you know the 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 cultural barriers that you know the black community is going through i haven't heard much about it um as of late yeah um even though it's stuff that's probably still happening 
and oh for sure it's happening yeah yeah for sure it's happening yeah it's still happening yeah, yeah. and i think like a lot of uh, what a lot of people who have been kind of in the forefront of dealing with a lot of this racial inequality was were warning us about is don't just do it when it's a hot topic to make it you look better exactly continue this battle like mm-hmm. continue to to work in your community have these conversations and i'll be honest with you the the people that i saw that are in my periphery circle mm-hmm. that aren't really friends but i kind of know of them mm-hmm. that were just in everybody's face screaming this shit kind of condemning people mm-hmm. fuck i don't see any of that shit mm. or not that they should have done that in the first place but mm-hmm. you know i don't see that same fervor yeah. i don't even see any of this stuff like i wonder Makes me wonder how genuine people were about it, right? right? And I'm saying too, like, yeah, I did those videos, and I'm I'm still about that community outreach. I still have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I just wonder now if people are still doing it, right? Mm. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just yeah. I'm just wondering. No, definitely not as much <laughs> yeah. as when it was hot, when it was on trend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think definitely during that time, there were a lot of people who jumped on the bandwagon because it was the trend, because they didn't want to be left behind or left out. They well, want that FOMO. They didn't want the FOMO, you know? They, they definitely felt, I think people also almost felt pressured to do it. And if you didn't, you were a piece of shit. Right. Because the hottest word was allyship. Oh, if you're not an ally, go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. right? Which, by the way, for me, I didn't really agree with because mm-hmm. sometimes one of the phrases that I hate the most, and I used to hear this shit growing up and I didn't even agree with it when I was younger, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. was, oh, it's better to say something than nothing at all. I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. If you're a idiot you shut the fuck up just keep that mouth shut. yeah you keep your fucking mouth shut and you stay in that corner because you're the village idiot and nobody wants to hear what the fucking village idiot has to say yeah i think a better saying is like if you don't know shut up and listen mm-hmm. so people just were kind of i don't want to say forced but they felt the social pressure to say something about stuff that they didn't really care about or know absolutely about. absolutely um and look i i I can't really speak on the whole feeling of peer pressure with that because I didn't speak about it because of peer pressure. You know, it's something that I really genuinely cared about, right? And it's not that I don't care about it now, you know, but like I told you, for me, it got to the point where I recognized that my mental health was in tatters and I needed to work on myself first and foremost. I can't help anybody if I can't help myself, you know? Um, so it was a process for me of like just kind of disconnecting from things and really just trying to work on myself and build myself back up. But yeah, now, now that we're here and we're revisiting that conversation too, it's definitely happening. It's not a maybe, you know, again, it's just that it's not as popular or trendy to talk about it and be about it anymore. Yeah. Um, but look, man, within saying that, That's exactly why I am also grateful and thankful for the life and position that I'm in. Because what we're talking about when it comes to things like this, these people who are getting murdered, who are being uh, unfairly profiled or or just being like uh, criticized or, you know, just hassled or harassed, they don't have these types of freedoms and liberties that people should have. Yeah. Right? They're God-given freedom and liberties. They're American freedom and liberties. And so for me to even have the ability to be like, I need to disconnect from all of this shit to work on myself, I'm fucking grateful to be able to say that and do that. Because some of these people can't be like, I need to disconnect myself from all this travesty. 
They can't. That's not, that's not their choice. Yeah. This shit is a part of their life every single day. No matter what they do, they can't change that because of the system. The way it's stacked against some of these people and minorities, right? Yeah. So when I talk about those things too, I say that with being very grateful for my situation. And that's why it's even more important too. Because everybody should be able to have that. You know, you you shouldn't only be able to have that if you're of a certain class or ethnicity or, you know, you have a certain profession or you live in a certain age. Like none of those fucking matter. We're we're all just human beings at the end of the day. And everybody should be treated with decency, common decency, fairness with their freedoms and liberties intact. But truth of the matter is that's not the case. You know, it was hard too. I think um, what a lot of people found out, and I think it was just, it was a fast crash course for number one um how manipulative media can be mm-hmm. right and i think we've always heard it we've always heard about like the manipulation of media and like what they can do to change the narrative of these stories absolutely but because of how easily accessible knowledge is now or the news anybody can be a news reporter yeah anybody can write something up and it can be considered truth whether it's real or not like even when people listen to this podcast like i always say too if i say something that i feel like is factual and it's not an opinion mm-hmm. you should definitely double check what i say mm-hmm. because i you know i may have heard it in passing maybe i misread something yeah just take it with a grain of salt exactly i, I think that's one thing too before you, you continue my bad but yeah. um you bring that up is like i think people seem to have this expectation when they're listening to this type of uh, media, right? That we're, we're like a fucking encyclopedia or something. We're not. That, yeah, we're just human beings. We're having a conversation. We're going to misspeak sometimes. We're going to get the facts mixed up sometimes. But that's why they, what just Dave just said right now is like, that's why it's important for you guys to fact check. And, and if we misspeak or say something, get something twisted, that's completely okay for you guys to fact check this on that. Yeah. But- don't take our word and our opinion and our thoughts as gospel and the truth. Like it's gonna be mixed up sometimes, but that's what we do as human beings. We make yeah. mistakes. <laughs> we, I, I've definitely seen it like throughout this whole pandemic because you know all all the stuff that I've I've been looking at, um, I never really paid attention to. Right. Mm. So for example, if I could get, think of a really good one was like the presidential debates. Yeah. One of the things that I never really I didn't really cared about presidential debates before. Mm-hmm. I actually never gave a fuck, mm. but because of how great of a job or how bad of a job media was as shoving like the whole Trump agenda in my face and the whole Biden thing happening. I just ca- I couldn't stop watching it. It made Sleepy me want to watch. I mean, Sleepy Joe was one of the funniest fucking disses, hands down. You can say what you want about Trump. This one was fire ass bars. He called him Sleepy Joe. He got bars, bro. Dude. And let me tell you something. That bar still rains. That motherfucker is falling asleep all the time. Uh, Sleepy Joe is hilarious, man. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of people too now are getting into this, um, are kind of shoving uh, a lot of shit into like liberal uh, faces mm-hmm. because of what they condemned Trump for. Mm-hmm. They're not putting that same type of heat onto Biden, mm-hmm. right? Once again, I don't know too much about politics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that I've definitely seen Biden on the verge of falling asleep multiple times as he's speaking, which is concerning for me. It's very concerning he's for me. He's like visibly aging in real time. Yeah. You know? He looks like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Holy shit. From Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. But but at least the Crypt Keeper had a little more energy in him. Oh, the Crypt Keeper had a lot of spunk. Yeah. He had a lot of energy. I don't know what the fuck he's saying sometimes, I man. I mean, that, that was 
obviously the concern from the start of like, dude, this guy's too old. He's too old. But it was it was pick your poison situation. You know what I mean? It was like for somebody like me anyway, I can't speak for anybody else. I voted for Biden. Yeah. But that's because there's no way I wanted to see another fucking four years of this buffoon Trump. Yeah. You know? And look, people can say what they want about, you know, their political gen- I I I don't identify with a political party. I don't identify as a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian yeah. or whatever. I, it's just in that circumstance, I was like, enough is enough, man. Yeah. There's there's a certain decorum and, and a way that a, a president should handle himself or herself with. And this guy was not it. Do you feel like that the… I mean, this is what people are saying, right? Is the trade-off worth it, right? Could you have dealt with an asshole for four more years mm-hmm. for somebody who's coherent versus somebody <laughs> who… Well, you know, also too with like Biden, like he is… I think from what I'm seeing from mm-hmm. what his criticisms are mm-hmm. or what his critiques are anyways is like just how liberal he is mm-hmm. specifically with his policies. Mm-hmm. Um you know, obviously one of the biggest flack that he's getting now is the the pullout of Afghanistan. Afghanistan, how and, it was done. And how it was done. Also, too, there's conversation. I'm not sure about you guys have to fact check me on this, but uh people were talking about how he wants to do another stimulus check, like another like extending the unemployment. No, you know? no, he was pretty firm on that. Yeah. I don't know if there have been new conversations in the past week, yeah. But he was pretty firm on, yeah, it's going to end September 4th yeah. and there's not going to be any more extension. Yeah. You're talking about like the the bonuses for the yeah, yeah, unemployment, yeah. right? Yeah. The extra money they were giving for the COVID. No, yeah. yeah. He was pretty firm on that. And actually some states had even ended it before the September 4th end date. And there's like lawsuits in, in some of these states because wow. of that. Yeah. It's interesting, right? It was this pandemic has been a crazy social experiment for people. Oh yeah. Right. One of the one of the biggest social experiments and I you know I'm I'm curious to hear about what people think about this is that there was this idea that listen, if you give people money to cover their bases for their livings, they're actually going to either a work harder mm-hmm. because they're 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 the the foundation for what they need in life is already covered so they don't have to worry about other things mm-hmm. which is Andrew Yang's biggest thing right was like yo let's give them everybody a thousand dollars a month so it covers up these bills yeah and then they can go focus on more important things sadly enough that did not happen <laughs> people took this money they chose not to work <laughs> and they spent yeah. it on a lot of stupid shit yeah which you know but also that's what stimulates the economy right that's how you kind of get back because we had that dip in march because of when the pandemic really hit the fan and so part of like yeah giving this extra money was to put it back into the economy and stimulate the economy kind of but it doesn't work at the other end too because people still need to work in I order know. to create products i know and, i you know, know we're so, we had to deal with it with the clothing I, line i know i know, you know man it affected it disrupted not just like domestically but like the supply chain internationally Everything. if you guys noticed too if you guys cook out there have you guys noticed how expensive fucking beef is bro not just be everything yeah. everything is everything just, is fucking expensive yeah. my grocery bill is ridiculous yeah I'm, i might as well just go fucking out to eat now dude what the hell is this <laughs> shit i'm gonna start my own farm bro yeah <laughs> i'm like holy shit dude i was like thinking about cooking up steaks i'm yeah. like nah i'm just going to buy it yeah man uh, the cost of everything is going up and a lot of these like before we continue my lovely people let's keep this podcast beautifully sponsored with daily Lee Harvest. This is the song that they have. Daily Harvest. Yummy food in your belly and your freezer or your stomachs. 
that is not their song, but I'm, I'm going to wait for approval. Anyways, guys, for this time of the year, it usually means getting back into busier schedules. And you know I love food. But when I'm swamped and I'm thinking about what's for lunch, let alone actually finding time to grocery shop, it's damn near impossible. And thanks to Daily Harvest, my freezer is always stocked with delicious options that are ready in minutes. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbread, smoothies, a whole bunch more organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. And you know your boy is about the health, but also I can't do the health Unless I'm talking about the flavor, and that's what Daily Harvest has. It literally takes minutes to prepare, and it never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. So enjoy this time of year even more like I do with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash brain. Get up to $40 off your first box. Yes, that's dailyharvest.com slash brain for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash brain. Places in, for example, the restaurant industry, right? Lack of workers. And so they're, they're always short-staffed because, yeah, a lot of them work making more money collecting unemployment than they would have working the job. 100%. So what person what sane person would be like well you know i'm gonna go back to work where i make half of what i'm making right now off unemployment yeah you can talk about like whole ethical thing or you know but let's be real man if people are struggling if people are barely making ends meet they're gonna take a little bit of fucking whatever they can to make life just a bit easier 100 percent. yeah but yeah it was just kind of like weird where People would be fucking lazy, man. <laughs> that is just what it is. Like we're all so fucking lazy. Uh, we're so fucking like even something small too. Like I made so many goals in pandemic. I've I've executed none of it. I've I've literally executed absolutely none of it. I was like, dude, you know what's gonna happen? Your boy mm-hmm. gonna have a six pack. He gonna be. Oh, mad. you made those type of. <laughs> and then I I was like, dude, I'm gonna write three films. None of it happened. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I actually took the time to just to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but but I think that was uh, very helpful to some people too, right? Like people who are just generally like a busy body and like exhausted. Yeah. Take take just check off the 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 checklist of things that they want to accomplish, right? And it just move, 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 do, do, do. And then just having this period to like, okay, just slow down for a minute. Let's kind of reprioritize things that matter. Do you really, that does this really matter for you to accomplish and you dedicate this much time and energy to? Or should you be dedicating more of that, channeling more of that to maybe like your friendships that you may have neglected? You know what it made me think about a lot actually was uh, actually, um, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but it's like my parents' death. Mm, like what, in what way? I, I, I didn't see my parents for almost two years, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And then when you go back, I went back home recently. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, they aged again. Right. Okay. Two okay. years. Right. You just, the lost time. Two years. Yeah. They aged again. Yeah. After two years. Yeah. And you know, when I'm younger, two years is nothing. When you when you see your parents at the time when you're super young, my mom had me one when she was kind of late, like 35. Mm-hmm. And I'm what, 10 years old? She's 45. 45 right. to 47, you don't see much change. Yeah. No. Now you do though. You do. When you yeah. see from uh, 67 to 69. Right. It's noticeable. It's fucking noticeable, yeah. man. Yeah. And they're at, the la- they're at the last part of the race, the last leg of the race. That was one of the things that pissed me off the most too because like losing time with my family. I mean, harder for you to see them more regularly, but then my parents is, they're like a 40-minute drive away. Can't see them. Yeah. And I can't see them. And yet we have all of these motherfuckers like not even being able to agree on wearing masks yeah. at the thick of it. 
I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, these are the motherfuckers that I need to make sacrifices for. Need to be more careful. Need to not go out. Need to do all of this shit to like make sure that I'm responsible and not not uh, throwing fire on it. Yeah. Or I mean, throwing gas on the fire. Yet, motherfuckers like that are just going out trying to fucking live their lives as if there's no pandemic going on, prolonging us getting over the hill and more and more are taking away from shit that I want to invest my time and energy into that are important to me. Yeah. And that would really fucking like brew inside of me and I would yeah. get pissed off. I'm like, man. Well, yeah. I mean, once the vaccine came out, it made it a little more comfortable to be around. Yeah. Yeah. For you know, sure. Just kind of making sure we take the right steps to make sure that we don't have COVID before yeah. we go and see our parents. Yeah. Which is something that was really good and comforting, you know, because, you know, my parents are getting older. Mm. And I think like watching them age was mm-hmm. something that I didn't really expect. When you're young, you just go about and you live your life. You yeah. don't really think about the aging process and death is not something that's really just at your doorstep. Yeah. So you're not consciously really thinking about it. You think mommy and daddy are going to be around forever. You think you're going to live forever. Mm. Even though you know about death, you mm. know you're going to die. Mm. But it's not really at the like the the, the front of your mind. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. you know, when I went back recently, I, I looked at my mom and dad. And I'm like, fuck, they got a little older. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, you bring that up is a good reminder of just like people internalizing their own, their own, own mortality is like, bro, we don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. And have a chance to live another day. Nobody can tell you with certainty, 100% certainty, yes, I am going to wake up tomorrow when I go to sleep tonight and have another day to live. Most likely, you can say that, but that's the best you can say. So when you recognize that fact that you don't ever know when your time is, your time could be today, it could be 10 years from now, it could be 50 years from now, whatever the case is, you don't know. And when you internalize that, you truly, truly internalize that, I feel like it should spark a little something in you to have a little bit more purpose in what yeah. you do and what you think about and what you invest your time and energy into. And look, it, I've tried to like always keep myself on check with that too, but it's hard. You know what I mean? Like you can't always be thinking every day like, oh yeah, you know, I, I got to be grateful. Not death taking is something that I said, like my personal death doesn't scare me. People I care about dying scares me. Mm. Like the idea of not being able to see my parents mm-hmm. is something that I don't really think about. Mm-hmm. I even try not to think about it sometimes, yeah. right? Because, yeah. but but the sad thing is, you can't control that. You don't know when people are going to exactly. die. Exactly, it's something that is just you can't you can't control, and it's very hard to let go. I know, man, and and that's why it's on us, really. If we're the ones realizing that, maybe our parents aren't thinking that. So it, it then it's on me to like really act on that. And really cherish the times that I have with them. And, and yeah. Tr- yeah, try to do more with them as much as I can. Um, but going back to the whole not being afraid to die thing, I can relate. But I'll tell you what. I had a dream where I got shot in the chest and I was dying. That fear is something different. I it, Like I always thought I'm not scared of dying either. But in that moment, like I basically got into some shit with somebody they just pulled out a gun, put it on my chest and shot. I just collapsed and I was just leaned up against the wall. And I could see like the the white closing in. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm dying. This is the end. There was a feeling of I'm not ready. You know? Like, yeah, I'm, I recognize that I'm dying right now, but I'm not ready. I don't want this. And so 
I think it's a little bit different to be in that moment. I mean, that's the closest I can relate to of what it feels like to be dying, you know? But yeah, I'm just bringing that up because I always felt the same way that I'm not ever scared to die. When it's my time, it's my time. I'm going to go. But when you're recognizing that you're dying versus, yeah, if your neck snaps and you're dead, you're dead. You're not going to have any thought about it. But if you recognize that you're dying and your life is slipping away, yeah, man, that was a really, really unsettling feeling. I had a homie who recently his parents just passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy when you see the the type of soul bonds that people create. There's mm-hmm. this like conversation about is that is an afterlife real or not for a lot mm-hmm. of people who don't believe in like a savior. They don't believe in um, just a, a spirit or a soul in general. Yeah. People just think that we're just sentient beings and we pass away. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I see too is like that makes me not believe or makes me believe that we do have something inside of us like a spirit or a soul mm-hmm. is when um, like my friend whose parents passed away. Mm-hmm. So his father passed away first. And then quickly after when you typically see a partner who has been around somebody for they've been together for 40, 50 plus years, mm-hmm. they, the other person follows soon after. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing wrong with them physically. Yeah. Like everything in the health checks out. Yeah. But their will to live disappears. Right. And then they just pass away, which always it's it's crazy. Like I told my I told my parents like you know who has to die first, right? I was mm-hmm. like, Appa has to go first, because our mom has us. Like yeah. she'll 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 be able to you know uh-huh. look at us and thrive. I was like, uh-huh. Dad, you fucking you're shit out of luck, bro. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna get comfort for us. Yeah, you, you robot. Yeah, <laughs> you know his best friend is my mom. Yeah, you know his yeah. confidant and everything. My mom goes first. He's fucked. Yeah. He's going to go soon after. Yeah. His, his will to live is going to disappear. Yeah. And that's like that That thought is even crazy to me too. It's it like, is. That's fucking wild, man. Is dude, that- imagine this too. Like just this thought. It's like one day there's going to be a point where you can't eat your mom's food. Mm-hmm. Even when she's alive because mm-hmm. she won't be able to make it because she's so old. Yeah. That's a weird thought to me too because that's my mom's love language. As weird as that is to us though, it's another thing that should serve as a reminder to even be thankful that we have a mom to have possibly that feeling of longing for you know when when they're gone some people don't even have that in their life right that's, fucking losers no, I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding 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 i have to break up the sadness <laughs> yeah in your face <laughs> in your fucking that's face that's right we're like at you losers with no moms yeah. huh? what kind of people uh, are you you, you latchkey no. bitch <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I just, I just feel but, bad. But Go yeah, on. man, it's that's what I'm saying of like how easy it is to just take things for granted. It's like, yeah, we talk about it like as a matter of fact that we even have a mom. And when the time comes that maybe they leave this earth that, yeah, we're going to think about not even being able to taste their food anymore yeah. or whatever. But there are some people, man, who've never even experienced that. Well, maybe they're lucky know? they don't have to. They, you can't miss what you don't have, baby. <laughs> That warmth from a mother. Yeah, you never had that. How lucky, dude. You never, now you're a serial killer, but yeah, it's all good. Yeah, nobody ever cared for you. You're fucking lucky, dude. Like nobody, you can't miss what you never experienced. Yeah, nobody, no heartbreak for you, man. Yeah, I like something small too. When I went back home, like my mom, uh, she was blinking like really hard like mm-hmm. this, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? Right? And she was like, oh, like my, my eyes are bothering me. And I'm like, okay mm-hmm. how come you didn't do anything about yeah. it like what are you doing yeah and she's like oh i'm just using these eye drops i'm looking these eye drops are like fucking these shitty ass eye drops i'm yeah. like it's like expired eye drops yeah it's like where did you get this right <laughs> yeah. and she's like it, my doctor said i could use whatever that's fine and i'm like looking at my dad i'm like you letting her use this fucking shit in her eyes what are you doing man she just had cataract surgery i know like what the fuck is this and it's like and then i start to think like oh, 
if they were younger, would they have made this mistake? Mm-hmm. Or is it just because they're older now? Like this is yeah. like stuff that they don't really compute. Well, is it a mistake or just complacency? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the feeling that I get, because when I see stuff like that too, first of all, like the ailments that your parents are living with at this point in their life, right? It's just another fucking problem comes up, you know? And it's just like, for you, you're like, why aren't you guys taking better care of yourself? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. For example, my dad, he's diabetic, right? He shouldn't be eating shit like white rice. You know, he should- Oh, he's eating white rice though. Oh, absolutely. He's eating white rice. He shouldn't be eating shit like bread and like sweets, but he fucking eats. And I'm like, pops, you got to take better care of yourself. What are you doing? You know, he knows. He knows. It's not a mistake, but it's just like, eh, I like it. You know, like when I come home after a hard day's worth of work, I just want to eat some rice. Is that so bad? Yeah. I'm like, it is for your fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. longevity. <laughs> Do you want to be like, alive? What's, what's so wrong? You're yeah. diabetic, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What is this nonsense? <laughs> yeah, dude, but- my, my dad's hella funny, dude. My, yeah. my dad's like pre-diabetic, right? Mm-hmm. I come back home. I see fucking pastries. 85. That's what I'm saying. Everywhere, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, hey. What is this? He goes, oh, I got these for you. I'm like, this looks like it's been around for a while. <laughs> like, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what the hell, but this is the weird part where the child starts to become the parent. Right. And I'm like, are you, fu- are you both lying to me? I will fuck you up. Are you insane? <laughs> Take off your shit. <laughs> yeah, so whooping his ass. He's like, I don't even eat this stuff. Uh-huh. I shit you not. 30 minutes later, I take a shower, I come yeah, back out. This it. motherfucker got a croissant in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fool just eating a croissant. I'm like, what the fuck did yeah. you just say? He goes, it's a little after dinner snack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what in the fuck are you talking about? I know, man. And it's frustrating. And, and it's exactly right, bro. I find myself lecturing my parents more now that at this stage than they lecture me. And I just, you know, for me, I just want them to take better care of themselves because it's like simple. Like on this last weekend trip or, or two weekends ago when I had dinner with them. I was talking to my mom like, hey, mom, you know, you should definitely go out for more walks. You know, just keep your body like busy and active. I'm not saying like go into a full workout regimen. Just just do basic stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just to keep your body like fluid or whatever. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, I like, yeah, I go for walks. And so I'm like, yeah, but eating too. You got to you gotta watch your diet. Like, And then I just I'm, I, thought, I thought to myself, man, I'm, just, I'm sitting here lecturing them about how to take care I of themselves. I had the same conversation too with them, dude. I saw my dad's fucking fat ass belly and shit. Pre-diabetic fuck. And this guy <laughs> over here, I'm like having this comp. Dude, I'm talking about this motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Late at night, right? He goes. I'm like, he, he has a fat sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. He loves ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love ice cream. Because, He's like me, man. Yeah, we're like ice cream lovers, yeah. right? <laughs> ice cream, that sounds gay as hell. <laughs> but we're, we're, we love ice cream. We're ice cream lover boys. Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't even eat ice cream anymore. Look into the freezer, three buckets of ice cream. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? What am so I saying? So what is this? Are you, are you just acting like you have dementia right now <laughs> yeah. to piss me off? Yeah. He goes, I just have a little bit every night. I'm like... <laughs> I, I thought you say there's a big difference between I don't eat it at all and then it's becoming I have a little bit every dude, night. I'm about to just sock him in his stomach, dude. And I'm like, what are you saying right now, dude? And so he goes, I he goes, I already had my ice cream earlier. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat any more ice yeah. cream, bro. I shit you fucking not. I come outside of the room 2 a.m. in the morning. I see him. <laughs> He's I, a 2 a.m. ice cream eater. Oh my I, goodness. I see this fool yeah. Walking. Yeah. 
into the fridge. Yeah. Opening up the fridge, sitting down, eating ice cream. Oh my god! I'm What's he doing up at two a.m. anyway? You tell me, bro. <laughs> eating ice cream. He woke up from a, for an ice cream break. Oh my! Oh, so he went to sleep. He wasn't up like. Yes, I think he was wow. sleep eating ice cream. Wow! I was like, what the? Fuck? Okay, that's another. <laughs> I'm looking at this fool. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes. It's really hot. I just need some ice cream. I'm like, you oh, you motherfucker, dude. I'm going to beat your ass, dude. This fool keeps lying to me. I was like, you lie to me one more fucking time. Is it, is it the Korean ice cream though? Or is it like the Haagen-Dazs? It's like, no, it's like a gallon of fucking like Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Oh, and shit, okay, dude. Okay. It's not even like the Korean bars. It's like the one that you have to scoop out. Yeah. He's not even putting it into a bowl, this fat yeah. ass. He just, it's. Dude, that's, that's another level, bro. I've never heard of somebody waking up mid-sleep and it's like, I need some ice cream right now. Loves ice cream. Yeah. So my mom, she gained weight. My dad was like, dude, gaining weight at your guys' age is not a good look. Yeah, it's like, not. Yeah, you could be a little thicker because I heard it's like it's healthier you know, mm-hmm. for them or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure. Some doctor correct me. But yeah, my, I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day yeah. and I'm like, hey, I saw you know dad's belly and you guys gained a lot of weight. As I make sure that you guys be careful about stuff that you eat. She goes, mm. the doctor says I'm perfect. I'm like, let me tell you something. Fuck your doctor. You're lying to me. <laughs> what doctor? What doctor? Yeah. You fucking Let me get the name of this doctor. You name and number. Yeah. What the fuck? I want to talk to him. He yeah. goes, no, she, he says I'm perfectly healthy. I was like, what? The fucking Dr. Kong. Who is he? There's always some Korean guy. Always some Korean guy. Yeah. Eat, eat three gallons of, of onion juice. Yeah. And then stretch in the morning and yeah. you'll live another 30 years. Yeah, exactly. This fucking witch just doctor. eat a whole ginger and you're good. This bullshit, dude. Yeah. But just dealing with this shit, it's like, oh my God, we're, we're becoming the parent. Dude, yeah. And it's because, again, going back to the whole mortality thing, it's that we recognize, dude, my, our parents' time on this earth is, is more likely more limited than, than, you know, extended. And I just want to be able to spend as much time as I can with them in good health, them in relatively good health, and, and also having their mental faculties too, right? I mean, because once this goes, it doesn't matter how how much healthy everything else is. Well, that's is. what I'm saying. They have to do it by fixing their diet and kind of being yeah. very conscious about like mentally fixing themselves. And I don't know if it's like a part, I don't know if they just don't care or what it is, but you know, once once I move them over here to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on their ass, dude. <laughs> you just fucking hound them. That's why their life is over. You just wait till you fucking move here. Oh, your shit, life so is your over. parents are gonna come to LA at some point. They have to. They, yeah, because we all live here. Right. I can't. I can't watch uh, after them. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. probably going to retire next year. Okay. And then they're going to live there for another couple of years. Yeah. And then I'm moving their old asses here. Dude, at least at least you'll have more FaceTime with them. And yeah. Yeah, because I need a babysitter. But that's the thing, bro. No matter how much you get on their ass about it, I, I truly believe it's just more of complacency at this point. They're just like, ah, fuck it. You Watch know? me put a camera in their house, though. <laughs> I'm watching them. <laughs> Yeah. That's just creepy, man. I don't give a fuck. They're too old to fuck anyways, dude. Yeah. What are they going to be doing, dude? Yeah, fucking yeah. old ass motherfuckers. I'm watching them. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Break Podcast. The Watcher. You can, I'm going to watch my parents. Everything, dude. I have them on the speaker. What are you doing? Put that cheeseburger yeah. down. Fucking sleep eating ice cream, you, you oh glutton. My God. What the hell? But uh, you guys can catch the Genius Break podcast every Thursdays and Sundays. You can catch Ed at Ed too, and make sure you check out SCRT Society for your fucking wonderful fashion basics. Yes, sir. And we got the new new on the way, so stay tuned for that. I'm really excited about it. Check it out. We'll see y'all next time. All right, peace. peace.